Yes, it's Monday, and we all know what that means. Let's all say it together. It's time to talk about ghosts with I, Kevin Eustace. As it says on the cover of the show, the start of the show, anything to do with the show, because we talk about ghosts. That's what we do here each and every week, each and every Monday. Now, I've just realised, because, you know, I should have realised this a long time ago, but I didn't. Halloween falls on Monday this year. Yes, it does. So this means... This is episode eve of Halloween. So Halloween means the eve of, it's All Hallows Eve. So this is the eve of All Hallows Eve episode. So the Halloween Eve episode, oh shut up Kevin, you're not even making sense. Anyway, speaking of Halloween, so because we release on a Monday, as well you know, with it being Monday and you're hearing my words in your ears, the Halloween episode is going to come out on a Monday. So that, in turn, is going to be, in itself, a special. We have not yet figured out what that special will be. But I have it on good authority because I was there. I was part of the two-person conversation. Basically, yesterday, me and Becca went and walked around Liverpool. There's a thing on in Liverpool of a night at this time of year called Light Night. Um, oh, no, it's not. It's called The River of Light. And it's basically a series of installations that light up and it's dead good and you walk around the whole city and go to each little art exhibition that lights up and plays music and all this carry on. And we went for a meal, we went round, looked at that, and then we went and had a drink. She had a drink, I had a large pint of Coke, if you must know, and therefore stayed awake till about two o'clock in the morning. Anyway, we discussed what we're going to do for the Halloween special and Becca had a very good idea. I can't divulge what that is, just in case it doesn't come off. But she's right now, as I speak, penning an email to someone, asking if we can do a certain something. And if all of this comes together, it means that next week's episode should very much be a special. A Halloween special on Halloween. And you know what? If it doesn't pan out, it's still going to be special. It's still going to be Halloween. We're still all going to get a good scare and a good fright and hopefully a few giggles en route. How are you all doing anyway? I hope you're all doing fantastically well. For those of you who are not Patreons, we may have had uh, an addition to the canon of spookiness, but I'll discuss that with Becca later on. She doesn't believe it's an addition, but you know, that's the way she is. Anyway, what have you got in store for today? We've got loads of things in store for today. We've got, obviously, a paranormal review where I review something paranormal so you don't have to. We've got your true listener ghost stories, which are fantastic. And, of course, we visit the dark and dingy and sweaty. <laughs> you can't say sweaty. Um, it, we go to Becca's Corner. It's a lovely place. It's actually just our kitchen. If it was all of those things, I'd never cook a meal there. No, it'd be horrible. Never eat there in my life. Anyway, we are going to go there at the end of the show too. So loads of good stuff. But first and foremost, we of course need to thank our wonderful Patreons. Now when you sign up to Patreon, not only are you supporting the show, you also get two extra shows each and every week. Yes, eight a month. See if anyone can top that. I'm sure there are people who do so. You get one show where I ramble through the week, just about anything on my mind. And as you can tell, I like to do that. And you also get a paranormal one on a Sunday where me and Becca attempt to stay on the topic of the paranormal. And we have varied success. But sometimes we have really good paranormal shows. Other times we just have arguments. But you know, c'est la vie, as the French would say. But right now we are going to say thank you to our newest Patreons. Because 
Not only do you get all that, but I also sing your name by way of a thank you. The guitar is well and truly out, and we have three wonderful new Patreons to say thank you to this week. We have Bob Egan, Jennifer Fikes, and Tony John. And this is for you. Bob Egan, Jennifer Fikes, and Tony John. I'd like to say thank you. You've signed up to Patreon. Oh, Bob Egan, Jennifer Fikes, and Tony John. You're keeping the lights on by signing up to Patreon. You get into extra shows each and every week. I'd like to say thank you myself, but I'll do it through the medium of a song instead of meeting you personally in the street, because that'd be kind of weird. But thank you. Ended it on a seventh and a weird little bit of a speech part at the end, which I don't think I'll do ever more. Anyway, thank you guys. If you'd like to become a Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now, shall we have a paranormal review where I review the paranormal so you don't have to? Yes, I think we shall. Yes, it's time for the paranormal review. And this week it's a book or a book if you're from Liverpool. And today's book is one that I was lent or borrowed, however you want to use your English, really, um, from a friend of mine. And it's called The Penguin Guide to the Superstitions of Britain and Ireland. And it's by a guy called Steve Roud, R-O-U-D. Now, I'm sure you can get this on Amazon for very cheap or wherever you get your books from, but The Penguin Guide to Superstitions of Britain and Ireland. And it's an amazing book. Just to, I love books where you can open at any page and just be like, well, I didn't know that. And here are, here's an example. Flick, stop. Let's see. Second Sight. Second Sight is the usual English name for a power of seeing into the future, possessed typically by certain people in the Gaelic Highlands and Islands of Scotland, but also by others elsewhere. That's a nice little uh, caveat there at the end. Let's get another one. Let's flick through. Let's see. Calls. Babies who are born with a section of the amniotic membrane, or call, over their head and face have widely been regarded as being generally very lucky and specifically immune from drowning throughout their life. How very interesting. And there's a little, they have little anecdotes or, you know, stuff from ye olde law or print that they've put in to back it up. And this says, a close connection of mine born in Worcestershire. Even I can't say that. Worcestershire. In 1906, came into this world with a call. The cir- I don't know why I'm doing that accent. The circumstances of his birth did not inspire his choice of a career, nor until after his third escape did he learn the old superstition about children being born with calls preserved from drowning. It is undoubtedly a coincidence that he has had three shaves, or from sorry, three narrow shaves from a watery death. Hmm. So it actually is a really good book, this. I'm not even joking. It's um, of a night, if I'm a bit, you know, on the brink of sleep, but not yet tired. I've been picking it up and going, I'll just open this here. Let's see. Let's see. One more. Hands itching. Hmm. What is that? What's that all about? The dominant symbolism of hands in the superstitions of Britain and Ireland is money coming in or going out, depending on the context. Added to this range of beliefs concerning itching 
as predictions of future events. It then says, if the right hand itched, it signified that money would shortly be received, and if the left hand itched, that money would shortly have to be paid away. Hmm, there you go. Now, funny enough, that particular superstition um, is rife in Liverpool too. We all say that, like our parents and grandparents used to say that as well. Like if you, oh, I've got an itchy right palm, you go, oh, you get some money. Have we got an itchy left palm? Oh, you're going to get skint. You'd be like, nice swan. I've just got eczema, actually, Nan. But um, yeah, there you go. Today's book review is, or book review, is the Penguin Guide to the Superstitions of Britain and Ireland. I would genuinely and sincerely recommend it. It's very good coffee table material. And as such, get two thumbs up to the sky. Hooray, it's time for my favourite part of the show. And it is, it truly is. It's where I get to read out your true listener paranormal experiences. Now, you may recall a few weeks ago, I gave a shout out to everyone who'd sent a story in that I hadn't yet read out because I feel that bad when that happens because things get lost or I'm a tit. You know, there are several reasons why these things happen. Anyway, Peter's been in touch and he said, Hi, Kev. Hi, Becca. Hi, and the neighbour's cat. Ma. You've asked to be nudged on unread stories. I don't think these made it onto the show. No problem if they didn't make the grade. Cheers, Pete. Pete, all stories make the grade. Anyway, this is Pete's story from all the way back in 2021. Hi, Kev. Hi. Prompted by our Twitter exchange, we must have had a Twitter exchange, I thought I would send in my two experiences. I should start out by giving some background. I've been fascinated by the paranormal since I was a kid. As I've gotten older, I've become far more sceptical as I believe the majority of stories and experiences have fairly rational or mundane explanations. My real interest these days are stories that defy logic and reason. For me, the fascination and fear definitely exist in that shadowy little void. I completely agree, Pete. Anyway, this is Pete's first story, and it's called the monk. I was about 13 and it was summer. I woke up in the middle of the night around 2.30am and something felt off. I tried to shut my eyes and go back to sleep but I just couldn't settle. Something wasn't right. I was laying on my side and I got the urge to look at the foot of my bed, which was when I noticed the figure watching me. Standing silently at the end of my bed was a cowled monk arms folded across his stomach, hands inside his sleeves, with his head bowed and his face entirely in shadow. I could see how the orange glow from the sodium streetlights outside my bedroom sliced into the alternating strips of orange light and black shadow across the folds of his brown robes. I was immediately startled, but that sensation was almost instantly soothed by a sense that there was no threat, no danger. Like if a friend jump-scared you. You get the flash and flicker of fear, but it fades quickly. So I just stared at him, puzzled for a few seconds, then rolled over and shut my eyes and eventually went to sleep. I know this story is a big fat cliché, but that's how it happened. My rational mind says it had to be a dream, but I've never had a dream that felt like that before or since. Interesting little story there, Pete. And it's that thing, isn't it, which we hear all the time. And it still baffles me, as I'm sure it does a lot of people, when people say, I awoke, I looked, 
there was a demon, I fell back asleep. But I know it's not as bad as I made it sound there. I know sometimes you wake up and you go, is that something? I'm not sure. It's best if I just fall back asleep. I've had that. I've had that. I would have woke up and thought, I feel like there's someone outside the bedroom. You know what? I'd sooner just fall back asleep than go and check. So I do believe you, Pete. Let's have your second story. And story two is called, Who's That? A couple of years ago, I was on a family holiday in a little fishing village in South Devon. We'd rented an ancient but lovely fisherman's cottage just off the beach. It was all low ceilings, two foot thick walls, and up until fairly recently, it had been thatched. Lots of character and really welcoming. One morning, my niece and nephews came to knock for my kids, as they were all excited about another day on the beach. Just as we were leaving, my three-year-old niece declares that she wants a bowl of cereal. So, like any good uncle, I do as I'm told and fetch her a bowl of Rice Krispies, whilst my wife takes the rest of the kids to the beach. Sat at the table, my niece and I engage in the usual sort of small talk you make with a three-year-old. Who's going to make the best sandcastle? Who can eat the most ice cream? You get the picture. Then she casually asks me a question. For the purposes of the story, we'll call her Sarah, and our conversation went like this. Sarah, who's that? Me. Who's who, sweetheart? Sarah, now pointing behind me. Who's that there? I turned and looked over my shoulder. The room we were in was the main living and dining room. On one side of the room there was the dining table at which we were sitting, me with my back to the rest of the room, which contained a sofa, armchair, small TV, and a large, deep fireplace that you could almost stand in. Sarah had pointed to the area beside the fireplace, but the room was empty. I looked back at Sarah, somewhat confused, and she looked back at me as she happily slurped down spoonfuls of cereal. Then she looked past me, back at the same spot as before, and said, They're waving. I looked around again and the room was still empty, but I confess that I was more than a little freaked out at this point. All I could think to do was to ask her, do they look happy or angry? My logic being, are we dealing with something friendly or not so friendly? To my relief, she looked beyond me and said, happy, and with that I suggested we went to the beach, but as we left we waved to the empty space by the fireplace just in case. There you go, Kev. Feel free to add these to the pile. Good luck with the new direction of the show. You've got to be happy with what you do, and it's your show after all. It has to be what you want it to be, otherwise, what's the point? Really enjoy the show. Thanks for making it. Cheers, Pete. Well, thank you, Pete. Pete there referencing the 200-plus shows, which now no longer exist on the feed, thanks to me having a little bit of a, I don't know, what would you call it? A mental glitch and saying, no, let's start again. Let's scrap it all and start again. But thank you, Peter. Your stories, stories, I've turned into Sean Connery now. Your stories have made it onto the show. But they have. And great stories they were too. It would be terrifying to think of my nephew waving at an empty fireplace. I have. And I said this recently to my sister. We were talking about people who sleep talk and stuff like that. And I've said this before. But one of the most scariest things that I've ever seen in my life was when I was babysitting my nephew. And he was about three. And only me and him in the house. He was upstairs, asleep, allegedly. 
And I went to the toilet, and as I'm going up the stairs, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck's that? So I go to the bedroom, open the door slightly, and he, the bed is pushed up against the wall, right? I mean, it is normally, that's not paranormal. And But he sat cross-legged about an inch, his face is an inch from the wall, and he's got his eyes closed, and he's gesturing with his hands, and he's going, <laughs> honest to God. Oh, I've ne- I've never had a chill go down my spine as much as I did that day. I literally like gently shook him, Harry, Harry, come on, mate, and like pushed him down slowly to a lying position and put the quilts back over him. And then when I said about ten hail marys and four our fathers, because I was terrified, yes, I was. But thank you, Pete. Now don't forget, guys, if you've got your own paranormal story, send it in to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. And what I'll do is I'll read it out because that's how the show works. Now, we have, of course, another scary story to come, but it won't be told by me. Oh, no. It will be told by none other than the wonderful Becca from her dingy, sweaty... It's not sweaty. I keep saying sweaty. I don't know why I've got that on the brain. Her dingy, dark and mingy. Mingy? Fucking hell, Kevin. Quit while you're behind. Corner known as Reddit Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Yes, it's that time of the week where we get to do my favourite thing each week. I say that for every segment, but I kind of mean it too, where we get to talk to Becca. Hello, Becca. Hello. I didn't know you said those about every segment. No, I just say say it about yours, in truth. Um, How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Um, this is a rare treat for me this week because I'm actually off today, which is you unusual. You are off today, yeah. And it's great that I'm not trying to work while you're thrusting a microphone. Yeah, in my exactly. Face. So, so this is nice. What a, what a so. rare treat indeed for everyone concerned. Yeah. Um, so I've said at the start of the show that we may have an addition to the canon of the house, but you dispute it, don't you? We don't have an addition to the canon of the house. So basically, I was downstairs and you shouted from upstairs... Well, you didn't shout, you mumbled upstairs. And I went, what are you saying? And you shouted, oh, are you downstairs? And I went, yeah, why? And you went, I thought you were just in the back room. Yeah, so I thought you were upstairs and you were downstairs. There's nothing paranormal about that. But why did you think I was upstairs? I don't know, we just did. Because you're often upstairs. So you think it's normal for you to sense the presence of another human being upstairs, do you? (laughs) I I didn't think you were in the same room. I just presumed you were next door. But why would you presume that? Because you're always in that back room. Mm, okay, well, this is why it's disputed, so it's 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 new canon I would with an tell asterisk. you, look, if I heard, like, footsteps or something, I'd told you, wouldn't I? Well, 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 anyway, we're not here to discuss this. We're here for you to tell us something spooky from the bowels of Reddit. Bowels? I know, yeah, it sounds quite horrible, doesn't it? Why would you say that? I guess where I'm getting. What are you know? An aura migraine. Oh, no. Live on the show as we speak. Oh, no. Right now, your head is just a swirling circle of colours. Oh, dear. Yes. So I can't tell you what this is called. Do you need to take anything to, to prevent it getting worse? Um, and right, Not right now. I can take something after we've done this. Okay. Do you want some water? No, I'm fine. So this is, it would appear, my old apartment. In fact, I can't read it out. You, can you just seriously read. can't read it? No, no oh, I can't read it. It's right, okay. I literally lose my vision. <laughs> Okay. When this happens, so right, yeah. do me. Okay. If you hear any loud bangs, guys, that's just right. me collapsing to the floor. Right, I'll take it from here then. Yeah, yeah. If okay, you... Everyone's like, God, how not bothered she? I know, yeah. I'm just <laughs> like, yeah. it's all right. I've got the podcast. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. I'll sort the podcast. Yeah, you, I've got it from here. You save yourself. Yeah. Um. So this story is from user Fieldhouse. Ah, the mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Thank you for the introduction. Let's begin. Let's. 
The story is entitled My Old Apartment Was Haunted and Eventually Forced My Wife and I Out. That sounds terrifying, but you know what What would make it sound scarier? If your voice was increased in volume a bit. <laughs> There's that Marge Simpson impression we love. So! <laughs> no, don't shout. So, like the title say, says, my old apartment was haunted. My wife and I both had separate experiences in that house. I can't speak to all of her experiences, but a few that stood out for me were. Shortly after we moved in, my wife and I were in bed sleeping during the day. We both worked third shift. And I hear the sound of a kid saying, mommy, 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 from her side of the bed. I thought it was my stepson and rolled over to see what he wanted. When I rolled over, I saw a shadow from of a child. From of a child? Is yeah, that's right, why it tripped me up, yeah. yeah. I saw a shadow of a child, I presume, on all fours over the top of my wife. What the flick? How's that a I, child? I blinked to clear my eyes of sleepiness and it was gone. That's not sleepiness. Well, I blinked to clear my be, eyes of demons well, and it was gone. The, when they're saying about the child, it'll be like the shape and the outline. Will be could it also be, since he's just woken up, could he also, and it's a bit of an out there statement, but could he also have been singing in his head the 60s song. Yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy and I feel like loving you. How would that be relevant because in any way? Because as he's come to, he said, mommy, 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 I got love in my um, tummy. What about the shadow that he's seen over his wife? Over, his, m- over his wife's tummy, who he felt like loving her. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, carry on. This is kind of nonsense I'd come up with when you play well, I've got a fucking aura migraine and, and nothing's making sense and I can't see. Well, maybe you should just let me crack on then. Yeah. You know, you're not thank you, Lucky Stars, and not blind. Imagine the shite I'd just be coming up with all the time. Carry you on. want to just let me crack on then? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind. At your own time. Something you should know about this apartment was that it was a house with two apartments divided between the top floor and bottom floor. I looked at both floors before choosing the bottom floor because it was bigger and had a basement. Anyway, a year or so later, one night I'm getting home from work and I look at the house and see a pale face looking out from the attic window. The upstairs apartment did have tenants at the time, but I know for a fact that the landlord had bolted the attic shut because I asked when I looked at the upstairs apartment. Ooh, that's good. There were numerous other smaller incidents, the usual footsteps when no one else is around, seeing shadow people out of the corner of your eye, random feelings of being watched and dread, but things really escalated when my wife got pregnant. Things started happening around her more often. When her belly started to show, she would wake sometimes wake up with scratches on it. Once, she swears some unseen force straight up knocked her down. But what really forced us to move was after we had my son. He would have random scratches on his body, and after the first time we found them, we made sure he went to bed with mittens on, because baby fingers are razor blades in their own right. Very and true. we also made sure he was always wearing a onesie to protect him from getting scratched some other way. That was the last straw. We could tolerate the attacks on ourselves, but not the baby. We packed up and moved before his first birthday to a home we bought ourselves. This home is also haunted, but not, <laughs> but not in the malicious way like the last, and that is another series of tales for the future. Interesting. I'm not done. Oh. As we were leaving, we felt the obligation to warn the new tenants, but didn't want to look crazy either. There was a section of wood panelling in the basement that you could pull off the wall to get access to the water main. I figured that any sufficiently curious renter would eventually pull that panel off to see what's behind it. I did. 
So I left a note there addressed to the next tenants taped to the inside of the panel detailing what went on and warning them of what, what? they may encounter. That's the... What? That's... Now, he is reading my mind here because he says, you may call me and ask for not telling them outright, but I didn't feel it was right to potentially scare off any would-be renters since our landlord was a good person and treated us well. No, you can't have that both no. ways. You can't have that both ways. I felt an obligation to warn the new tenants. What, once they're already in and they've signed up to the lease? No, didn't you he can't also have it say, both ways. Didn't he also say, I wanted to warn them but didn't want to look like a dick? What's, what sort of <laughs> thing is that to do? Well, didn't want to look crazy. That's the, <laughs> That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Hiding secret notes. Warning. I mean, I'd, I'd love that. Not personally, but if, if like one no, of my you mates... you would No, that. if one of my mates said, lad, I've just moved the panel of wood and behind it is a note and on the note it says, I'd be like, what the fuck? That's so much worse than just having a conversation with them. Like, Wouldn't you be raging though if like you moved in, you endured nine months of absolute terror, you water main fucked up, you moved that panel and read that note, then you'd be like, why didn't you say this in minute one? Yeah, it's so weird as well. Any, I figured any sufficiently curious renter would eventually pull that panel off. Like, why? Like, we didn't stop pulling stuff apart when we moved into where we rented. I mean, you're saying this. I, I kind of have in parts. What? Well, you'll, they're, they're for you to, to find and enjoy. Oh, good. Um, so, yeah, what do you think? Well, I think it's actually terrifying. I, you know what, funny enough, one of the reasons for my aura migraine right now might be I've spent the first hour and a half of this morning editing the Halloween special for The Dark Paranormal Hmm. um, which is 25 pages long and I've edited the first 13 pages Um, and it's terrifying like genuinely terrifying Hmm. but it also means I've been now you need to lie down are you delicate? no but I'm (laughs) no but I mean I've been staring at a screen non-stop for over like two hours close now without a break Hmm. so I think it could just be that because we've moved, you've asked me what I think about the story, and I've moved it back onto me. <laughs> yes, everyone. I was going to say, when are we getting back to this? No, I, but that, that, is, me, that is me, me, me. That is terrifying. It is yeah. terrifying. Now, one thing that did jump out to me though was when he said there were other numerous smaller incidents, the usual footsteps when no one else is around. The fact that he's saying the usual suggests that he's very well versed and interested yeah. in the paranormal. Ah, which that's kind interesting. Of yeah, yeah. Does make me think. That's a good spot. That actually. Yeah. Also, getting back to my point about yummy, yummy, <laughs> yummy, I've got love in my tummy. Mm. I wonder if at that point he knew she was pregnant. When, you know, when when the child was on, he seen what he called a child on top of the woman's belly. It didn't say on top of the belly, you making this It just said on all fours, over the top of my wife. So I yeah. presume that meant like the top half of you. But my point being, at that point, she may have had love in her tummy. Getting back to yummy, yummy, yummy. I've got love in my tummy. Do, do we need to take a break from this and just talk about you for a bit to get out of your no system? Idea. Do you want to I... tell us how you are? Yeah. And, and just let's get this shocker. out. And then maybe you can just edit it out later. Yeah, and keep it spooky. Yeah. Now, okay, so as we like to, to ask, has anyone commented on this to say, like, listen, Jeff, what, what was the fucking note on the back of the door about? Um, let's see. Well, the first reply is, is actually someone doing a you and telling their own story off the back of it oh, so yeah, not yeah, actually responding yeah. to this person's in any way do did anyone mention um, the loving spoonful yummy 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 I think it's a loving see. spoonful how do you control an F on a phone I'm joking yummy, about that but yummy no go on let's just see um, someone says there's a reason the landlord bolted the attic shut he knows the place is haunted and someone else has commented because ghosts can't go through locked doors and thumbs up <laughs> 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 um, oh here we go now they're all at it 
when in the astral plane, going through closed, locked doors or places with a lot of angles is more difficult, so maybe it's the same for ghosts. Well, you're snarking at that, but we don't know that that's not the case. Yeah, no, I'm snarking at this because it's actually when in the astral plane. Yeah, all right, like, you okay. don't know that. Yeah, fair enough. Um... Someone said, I feel like the landlord knew and didn't tell you, so your note behind the paddle is adequate. <laughs> I wouldn't be pleased if someone said my actions were adequate. Uh, yeah. um, were you or your wife a believer before living there? Well, as you've picked out, very with your investigatory glancing mm-hmm. at it, yeah, you've picked yeah. out that he is. Well, he's, that he's at least interested. Oh, go on, what did he say? He's replied. He said, I was definitely. Oh, <laughs> so I was right, yeah. Bingo, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he says, I was raised. So therefore... He, he said, will you pipe down? Yes. He said, I was raised Catholic and was even friends with a priest who performed exorcisms at one point. Lies. We have a strong belief in the supernatural. That priest also told me that there are indeed cases where souls simply get lost and need help going to the afterlife. Maybe. But it's interesting that, you know, the, the do you believe in the paranormal? Yes, I do. I have a strong belief in the paranormal. Then even more so, why would you leave that utterly terrifying note in a terrifying way to be found? Yeah, that's... it's. That's, of all the ways to handle that, I don't know how he settled on that being the best yeah, one. Yeah. Because to say I felt obliged to warn them, well, you're not warning them if it's like once they're already in and moved in. And I get what he's saying about the landlord and not wanting to put them off, but a lot of people it wouldn't put off. Yeah. And I get some people it would. But better no note than that. Like, seriously, that is the worst I mean, way yeah, to find it. Exactly. It looks like he said, like wrote that note before he was killed by this ghost. Exactly. Like, it's like saying, I left them a video to explain about the ghost. Oh, really? How did you do it? Oh, I thought it'd be best if I climbed out of a well and started crawling towards the screen whilst yeah, telling like it. Yeah, like with wet long hair. Mm. Yeah, it, like like bizarre. Um, two people have said it could be, well, someone said it could be carbon monoxide hallucinations and the other said carbon monoxide poisoning. Could be. Um, this person said, if anyone thinks they're being haunted, checking for that is a must. Um, Very good point. It could Very explain good point. everything that happened. I'm not saying it was carbon monoxide poisoning, but it could have been. And anyone else reading this, it should be, be one of the first two things you check. What's, what's the, the second? second? <laughs> Why would you say that as the first? <laughs> what's, the, what's the other thing you checked? <laughs> Why hasn't he... Has anyone said... Has anyone said, has anyone said what's, what's point two? Well, the, the Keeper original... of secrets. <laughs> It can explain. It can explain scratches on the body of an infant that came overnight. Uh, so he means it can't. And um, when he had a whole full body onesie and mittens on the whole time, he was sleeping. Yeah, that's a good point. And he said the person replied and said, "Yes, someone in the house did it while confused by carbon monoxide and didn't remember it." Fuck off! But went the, around scratching kids. But the point isn't if what happened to you was carbon monoxide poisoning or not. I have no idea. The point is to let others know about the possibility and get it checked if they think they're being haunted. And um, people are more likely to die of carbon Has monoxide. Has anyone asked what the second thing? Yes, is? finally, what's the second? Um, Someone else has jumped in and said maybe mould or other airborne contamination. But no, I don't know what this you. person no, has no, no, to do with it. We want yeah. the original poster, the OB. Oh, no, I was thinking people, but looking for mould and airborne contaminators is also a great idea. And someone said, Lord, you are sure digging deep. So what do you mean? The second... Uh, so the, the original poster people. has said I was thinking people. The original poster of the... It should be one of the first two things you check. Yeah, that person has said... I was thinking people, but looking for mould is also a great idea. Well, uh, what do you mean? I was thinking people. Like what? What do you mean? What do you mean thinking people? You can't just say. So oh, what? Well, I think my house is haunted. Well, you need to check yeah, the gas it's and good, people. Yeah, it's going to be one of the first two things you check: carbon monoxide or and people. people. That's too vague. Like, what do you mean? Do you mean like check for a frogger like living up there? Like, what do you mean? I don't know. People? I don't know. I, you know, that's the thing about internet experts. The ten a penny. Yeah, um, I love how people just completely go off tangents as well. Someone here says, what would happen if my spirit travelled to a black hole? <laughs> if, I, if 
You heard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was sucked in, could I ever get out? Some now theorise that it's a potential gateway to another universe. That could be cool. What a way to hijack a thread. I know. What Canal. would happen if my spirit travelled to a black Well, I, I think before we, we lose ourselves any more down this rabbit hole of Reddit, um, we should call it a day there. So thank you, Becca. You're welcome. For taking us on the journey to that man's house. It does sound scary. He is an op for leaving the notes. And we've all, le- we've all learned at least the two things you should check <laughs> when you've got a haunting. Yeah, carbon monoxide, critical, um, and, and people. vaguely people. Vaguely yeah. people, yeah. yeah I, we, can't, we can't give you any more than that, just people yeah imagine that. If you, if you have you checked enter... for carbon that makes sense imagine that some ringing someone thinking my house is haunted this has happened mm. have you checked for carbon monoxide good point in fact you know what yeah I have and it's fine anything else you suggest yeah have you checked for people what do you mean by that look I've given you the advice yeah, take yeah. it away listen mate yeah, don't it. shoot the messenger <laughs> yeah. people just check for people check for Woo! people, check for people. I've, I've told you what to do however you yeah, interpret yeah. that is your own doing yeah Okay, well, um, thank you. Let's end this recording here. I'm going to now make my way upstairs blindly and um, and put this on the show. Okay, thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. Thank you. Tatty, bye. Bye. <laughs>